0: This is Kinky with Kristen. And Jamie, we're here to pleasure all your holes. So let's jump into it. This month we read Broobies by Kerrigan Bryan and Cynthia Saint Auburn. The synopsis reads Darby Dunwell is not, as her name might suggest, a Bond girl, though she's been blessed with the body of one. An East Coast Ivy League trust fund kid, she flees a life of expectation, eloquation, and exe- execute, ex- executive boardrooms to follow her one true love, coffee. Isn't the Washington Coast the mecca for all things brew-related? The deeply eccentric a seaside tourist hamlet of Townsend Harbor throws its doors open, wide open for her sex-positive bikini-themed coffee shop named Brubies. Her grand opening is unmitigated success until the country sheriff saunters in to shut her down. Compulsive rule follower, Sheriff Ethan Townsend is known for helping old ladies across the road, breaking up bar fights, and keeping the sleepy town safe from the flood of seasonal tourists. One night stands, not so much. After having his heart publicly stomped on, he no longer bothers to ask the name of a woman he's going to forget in the morning. A policy he regrets when the woman who blew his mind turns out to be his nemesis. Not only is Darby's salacious coffee shop causing tr- traffic incidences on the coastal highway, its proprietor keeps making his life, among other things, as hard as possible. Darby finds herself embroiled in a feud she never wanted with a cop who is as tight assed as his trousers suggest. But even as their am- animosity sizzles and the town begins to take sides, Ethan can't seem to keep his eyes off Darby's double D's. It, it was a great book. It was. It's a
1: great series. See, I wanted to read the first one before I read this one, but I ended up just not having enough time.
0: That's fair. But you didn't miss anything. No. Because the way they worked in the first book, which was um, Roman Fox and Katie, the owner of Nevermore Bookstore, Mm -hmm. into this. I mean, you, you know what you need to know from the first book. Right. So you can read it as a standalone. Yeah. I liked that about it. Yes.
1: Which, you had said that you didn't think I needed to read the first one, but I wanted to, just because you said how good it was. Mm-hmm. But I, like I said, I ran out of time. I mean, I ran out of time with this one. <laughs>
0: <laughs> How'd you feel about how it opened?
1: I very much enjoyed that. Because the oh, in the prologue, it's literally them meeting and then fucking.
0: Yeah. Full sexy and... Right as you open the book. Yep. And then she makes you, like, after that teaser, she...
1: Makes you wait.
0: For a very long time. Yep. But it's very, very worth it. It is.
1: Uh, um, I loved the chapter names and the descriptions for them. I thought that was a really fun touch. Yes. Like, all of her chapters were coffee terms with, co- with the scriptures for the coffee terms. And then all of his were brew terms yes beer terms alcohol terms
0: because he wants to he,
1: he wanted to open a brewery
0: yeah. yeah but he put that all aside to do his duty yep and take care of his town yep that his family founded and it's very it's a, and you meet him in the first book yeah and you fall in love with him in the first book and doesn't you, he kind of date Katie He does. They, like, he's the third wheel to Roman and Katie. Like, as they're making their relationship over the phone, Katie's kind of just dating him, you know, because he's a nice guy and he's there, but she's falling in love with Roman.
1: Gotcha. So,
0: we're all in love with Ethan pretty much before this book starts, and then you're like, and then you find out the things Ethan does in this book.
1: secret. (laughs)
0: The fact that he did that, or he started the petition, it hurt. Right? It hurt. The fact that he was the one that did it? Yes.
1: And I understand why she was so pissed off about it. I mean, I would be too.
0: Yeah. I would be too. Especially after all that hard work that she put in. Mm-hmm. Because our little protagonist here, she, uh... Mm. I mean the synopsis kind of tells you everything you need to know about the basic plot lines of it it does Uh, but to go more into her character she has breast cancer and that's when she kind of like wakes up and starts following her dreams Mm -hmm. and she starts burlesque dancing and and then her boyfriend finds the lump and you know her whole life goes into this whirlwind and her burlesque people are the one, you know, all of her performers are the ones that back her up through the cancer diagnosis through everything and are her family. Mm -hmm. And so she ends up because she's from a world of influence and money. She ends up being able to make more money. Right. And she makes herself a small fortune just traveling around in this camper selling coffee Yep. Um, buying lands, turning it over, buying another set of lands, starting her coffee shop up and she goes where she wants to go. Mm-hmm. And one of her little trips is to this small town. Um
1: of Townsend Harbour.
0: Yeah. And both of them not wanting to have a one night stand in this tiny little hamlet. Decide to go three hours over the border to To Canada. Canada. (laughs) End up in the same dive bar and have, like, the best sex of the book. Yep. Well, okay, maybe not the book, but definitely some of the best sex you've ever read. Right. Um, Without going into, like, too much kink. Yeah. Because clearly they're both into kink, but she doesn't really touch too much on it in this one. Right. Um, They do, they bring up handcuffs, don't they? They do. She makes a joke. She
1: makes a joke about it because she realized he was a sheriff and she was like, well, you don't have to pretend you, if you wanted handcuffs, you could have just asked me. Yeah. When she first meets him as the sheriff and then she thinks he's pulling your leg.
0: Yeah. And he didn't realize the person doing this or he says he didn't realize
1: that it was her. It was her. He thought Darby Dunwell was going to be a guy.
0: Yeah. Exploiting some girl. Yep. Yeah. And
1: she uses part of the proceeds to go to breast cancer research or breast cancer funding, but it's not something that she advertises because she doesn't want her um, coffee Mm -hmm. shop to be about that. Right. Kind of like she doesn't want to be labeled as a survivor. She doesn't want it it to be her whole personality.
0: Right. But she does care enough about it that it is on her website a little bit because one of her regulars comes just because of that. Yep. And that's how she builds a friendship with him to get the dirt she needs to kind of save her business. That ends up not being useful in the end, but (laughs) it's here or there. That's one wonderful thing about these authors is they do a really good job of weaving a story you don't know where it's going. Mm -hmm. And the plot always makes sense, but you don't expect what's coming next. Right. So, like, whereas traditionally you would imagine, oh, she would find the, you know, they're leading us down this path where we are like, oh, okay, she's gonna do these steps that's leading her down to get the information she needs to fight the council on the petition that, well, you know, has kicked her off, kicked her business out of town, and she'll save her business in the end, but... In the end, she doesn't save the business. It's actually Ethan saying, you know, I fucked up and making the whole town get behind her or at least the majority of the town to speak mm-hmm. up because the majority of the town enjoys her and loves her. Right. But they don't say enough against the petition to stop the the tiny little majority screaming. Well, I don't even know if they knew about the petition. They did. It's a small town. <laughs> they did. They didn't care. They were like, "Oh, that's stupid. That'll never da 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 da." That'll but then, never happen. Yeah, and then when it did happen, they were like, "Oh, fuck! What can we do?" And they all tried to get behind her, right? Yeah. But there was only so much they could do. Right. Well, and then Darby does
1: a uh, Cirque de Cafe.
0: Yeah, like, they... (laughs) It's this
1: circus that she puts on that she goes and she calls all of her um, contacts and she brings them in for this circus. And this is, like, the day after she was supposed to stop?
0: Yes. But it's to raise money for breast cancer awareness. Uh Uh-huh. So she can continue to do what she loves. Right. And she was going to continue doing things like that, except for she finds out Ethan is the one that... Started the
1: petition. Yes.
0: And breaks her heart.
1: Yep. And it was because Ethan wanted that land, because that was the land he was going to put his brewery on, and the, um, the big oak tree that's on that land is where his grandfather's ashes are. Yes. Or were scattered. Yep. Because they're not technically there anymore. (laughs) Right.
0: (laughs) I mean, they might be. There might be still pieces of him, but... Yeah. Um... Yeah, and, I mean, that's where we get the next big sex, the next big sex scene.
1: Which I think was my favorite.
0: With the swing? With the swing. Yes, the swing one was amazing. It was. Um, Especially
1: whenever she, um, flipped upside down and showed off that way, and he was like, holy fuck, woman.
0: (laughs) Right? Because he takes this swing that his him and his grandfather had made together and hangs it from the tree Mm -hmm. in the middle of the night because that's what normal people do. (laughs) um. (laughs) She woke up to a sound and was like, what the
1: hell is going on? And she thought it was a raccoon or a bear or something.
0: Yeah, because she's out in the wilds of Washington. There's Uh some dangerous animals out there. Like, there's uh, bobcats and mountain lions, there's bears, and, I mean, there's some serious predators. And so Mm -hmm. she thought that's what was going on, and she walks out and sees Ethan in her fucking tree. She's like, what the fuck are you doing? (laughs) And he's
1: like, I'm hanging in the swing.
0: I'm not being a creeper. (laughs) Just hanging a swing in the middle of the night in your tree.
1: Yep. He even talked about, in his chapter, whenever they switch over, he's like, I'm not being a creeper, I'm just doing this.
0: It's like, why are
1: you doing it in the middle of the night? You could have just done it during the day. You could have went and talked to her about
0: it. You could have, you, he could have handled it so differently. I know. Yeah. No, he has some emotional issues. He needs to work out in therapy for sure. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, and then they end up parking on this swing Mm -hmm. in like the best scene ever
1: yeah and it ends up being a problem later on because she realized that they didn't use a condom and she kind of freaked out thinking that she was pregnant and like for the next two weeks or so she was freaking out and thinking that part of the reason she was um falling for him was because she was being hormonal because she was pregnant
0: which is crazy because even if you like the moment of inception you don't know you're pregnant you probably don't know you're pregnant for four to six weeks afterwards right and that's usually after a missed period Mm -hmm. because you don't really get symptoms of pregnancy until like right
1: well and she was also like they could um buckingham palace could tune their clock to my cycle right (laughs) she was like and it's the wrong time so i should be safe but she was still freaking out about it
0: yeah, to be fair, that's a good thing to freak out about if you're not ready for kids. It is, like. But
1: then she also kind of started thinking about it and thinking about how she would have this cute little Ethan.
0: Right, and she's like, "Oh, he'd be my son. Uh-huh. I could take him." Yeah.
1: Because he's Ethan Townsend the fourth.
0: And so if they had a little baby boy. He'd It'd be...
1: probably be Ethan Townsend the fifth. Yeah. Unless she decided to break that mold, but I don't know, that's kind of a long tradition.
0: Yes, and she does come from a family of traditions, so she does understand them.
1: Mm-hmm. And so does Ethan.
0: Yeah. I mean, that was one thing, Karen, his mother, who is a Karen, very she much is. a Karen. Um,
1: she even has the Karen haircut. Yeah. She's got a blonde bob.
0: No, it and, like, the shit she does in the first book, yeah. Yeah. Ethan totally deserved to, like, cuss her out in the middle of the street. They uh,
1: kind of go over it in this book.
0: Kind of. But, I mean, like, Katie is sick. Like, really sick. Mm -hmm. With um, a debilitating disease. Mm -hmm. And this bitch is trying to take her home. I'm sorry. That's just, like, so fucking rude. Yeah. All because she's upset. About her husband doing some shit. Mm
1: hmm Wasn't it with her mom?
0: Her aunt. Her aunt. Her mom is uh, technically imprisoned. Okay. And I think it's her great aunt, but, I mean, yeah. But her mom's in prison, and when her mom went to prison, she went to go live with the great aunt, because that was the only family she had left. Okay. And then shortly after that, she got, they found out she was sick with, I can't pronounce the word, but it's... It's in the book. Read the book and you figure out what kind of disease she has. (laughs) (laughs) They say it, but I didn't write it down or anything. It's Ankylodias, Binototias, or something like that. Yeah. I cannot pronounce it to save my life right now. Because suffering from my own issues. Yep. My jaw's not been great this week. Or last week. But Mm -hmm. this week's better than last week. Yeah. At least I can talk And not just (laughs) mime Or throw things at people (laughs) Um, Yes Um, So we're gonna do a breast fetish Because What? I don't know I'm looking at our new recording system And trying to figure out if Like Yeah I don't know yeah, I don't know. I think it says like seconds or something. Holy crap. I'm going to do some math real quick. Ooh. Oh. Oh. There
1: we nice. go. Nice.
0: Kristen, you're so smart. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. Okay, so she has the nickname Double D. Uh-huh. And when she leaves a note. For Ethan. Ethan in the very beginning, she signs a double D, yeah. and part of that is because her last her name is Darby Dunwell, mm-hmm. but it's also because she has double Ds, yeah. and she likes the fact she has double Ds. She does. I, I think even after the breast cancer, like, she was a little sad about like she was scared she was gonna lose them, because uh-huh. they are part of her identity, and she has very. She's very happy with her boobs and her body. She loves it very much. Yes. And so, yeah, her breasts are kind of all over this book. Mm -hmm. And they're a big part of this book. So we we decided to do a breast fetish. And did you want to read what a breast fetish is? I mean, it's pretty simple. Like, boobs are nice. Boobs are nice. Who doesn't love a good pair of boobs? (laughs) Especially nice double Ds. I mean, I'm not one for puffy nipples, but, you know. Puffy nipples? Yeah. Have you not seen a pair of puffy nipples? Okay, I'm gonna show you a pair of puffy nipples. Give me a second. Um,
1: <laughs> breast fetishism is a sexual interest that focuses exclusively on the female breast. And is a type of <laughs> partialism. The term breast fetishism is also used in the non-paraphilic sense to refer to cultural attention to female breasts and the sexuality they represent. I
0: think I know what you mean about puffy nipples, but I'm not 100% sure. Mm, I did a quick Google search. I should go to Pornhub, just a second. (laughs) Because Google's not going to be able to show me what I want to see. True. But I'm pretty sure if I Google, like I use Pornhub, like Google for puffy nipples, I'll see what I need to see. Yep, there it is. Top search. Put in puffy. I don't know what else you put with puffy. So I mean. Oh, puffy pussy. Wow. You could. could. I've never seen them on female before. Or a puffy, or a puffy asshole. Like I guess I'd be a prolapsed asshole. Yeah. But if you don't know the word prolapse, you could use the word puffy, I guess. Yeah. No. I'm not a big fan of them, but you know, I clearly some people are because. There's a lot of videos. There's a lot of videos, and to me, they're weird. Yeah. 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 Uh, she does not have weird, weird nipples. Nope. No. She has a
1: spot on the side that Ethan touches a couple of times, and the first time Darby, like, smacked his hand away, and then the second time she was like, we can talk about it.
0: It's a scar from where they took the cancer out. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's this little divot.
0: Yep. Just yep. this tiny little thing. Because surgery's getting cool like that. I remember when my grandma had breast cancer, They the first time, um... Because she ended up having it three times in her lifetime. And the first time she told me about it, she was 27, and I think she had just finished having kids. And they had to, like, do a double mastectomy, and she got to have, like, fake boobs for the first time. Hmm. Like, when they were still new, so she had a lot of scarring down there. She told me this. I didn't look or anything. Mm-hmm. Uh but the second time, after she had breast cancer, she just had them take it all out. Because she's like, if I'm... Take all the tissue. Take the fake boobs. All of it. Because if I I'm... I i do not want to deal with it. Yeah. Anymore. And she still had to deal with it a third time. Oh. I know. And that was, like, in her 70s, too. For the third time.
1: That's insane.
0: Yeah. Yeah. But... And I think that's why Darby was always, like, very worried throughout the book, because life in remission mm-hmm. really is the, just that with cancer, because it can come back at any time. Right. It could be, like, 10 years down the road, 20 years down the road. It could be next week. You just don't know.
1: Right. And I think with breast cancer, they say seven years, and you're supposed to be considered cancer-free. But, I mean, it can still come back. You never know.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And some people have the gene for it. Yeah. Thankfully, I don't have the gene. After my aunt got breast cancer, my grandma made me go get genetic testing for it mm. to make sure that I didn't have, like, there wasn't a gene and I wasn't going to need to do that.
1: hmm Um. I probably need to do that, but I need insurance.
0: Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Yay, yes. America. Yeah, right. Oh, yeah. You're telling me I'm going to have to figure out how to do genetic testing soon anyway without insurance. Oh. Mhm. Not looking forward to that expense. But yeah. No, and she does a really good job of portraying oh. they both do a really good job of portraying these complex characters that you do not see in other books. Like Darby with her breast as a recovering breast cancer survivor mm-hmm. or like Myrtle and V, the two Elderly ladies that you just think are best friends, and then you find out they've been in a relationship for, like, goodness knows how long. Yep.
1: I thought they were really cute.
0: They're adorable. And, like, Vivian V, she owns a sex shop. Isn't it V's Garden? Yes, because it's a double entendre Uh for a vagina. And she sells sex toys. Yep. And she gets away with this because she gives classes on how to take care of your lady parts. Yep. And, but she also sells, like, I don't know, gold-plated dildos and cock (laughs) rings. Like.
1: That were, like, stupid expensive. Right,
0: like $25,000 worth of sex toys just in one display. Yep. I mean, she has regular stuff that you would find at, like, any sex shop or Mm -hmm. online. But, uh, she had
1: specialty <laughs> ones that were on loan.
0: <laughs> that she used to, like, manipulate Ethan.
1: Yep, keep him away from the carnival for a bit, so that way he wouldn't
0: yeah mess with the setup. And they do a really good job of introducing future characters, too. Like, the way they introduce Gabe, mm-hmm. um, the, cir- the circus performer slash ex-felon, mm-hmm. and, um, you know basically darby's little brother yeah like he's he stands in as a little brother for her and she uses him to make ethan jealous which works it does but it makes him super jealous and it's great but now you know the third book is gonna be gemma and gabe Gabe. because gemma with her adhd can't talk to sexy people, which I felt that so much, because <laughs> when you like somebody, you can't talk to them properly, because then you sound like a fucking idiot. Yep. But if you don't like them, you could be, like, the coolest suave motherfucker ever. Yep. And not even know it, because you're that detached, and you just don't give a shit. <laughs> and that's yep. Gemma. She's, like, so cool around everybody. But then she gets, like, around attractive person, like Gabe, who has, like... The V cut.
1: Uh-huh. She said, Visible V!
0: <laughs> and he was, like, tatted. And she was like, I'm gonna look at his crotch. I know I am. <laughs> and she had to, like, go
1: and run away behind the camper.
0: And it says something that Gabe noticed that she was hiding from him. Yep.
1: <laughs> um, I remember when I first met Ricardo and uh, we were just friends and... When I realized I liked him, things changed. <laughs> like, I had issues talking to him, and like, I would, um, if I ended up passing gas and then, like, he was around, it I was like, shit, shit. <laughs> but before then, we made fart jokes and stuff, and it was not it was, a big deal. And then all yeah. of a sudden, it was like, I like you. Oh, I can't do that around you. <laughs> So I, I get it with the whole camp being around attractive people and then I feel like I tripped over my words and stuff and
0: Yeah. 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 I remember that a lot in like especially in middle school and high school. Adulthood not like I don't know, I I guess we still do it and I just don't pay attention as much. And I don't think it's so much attraction anymore. It's like I wanna be your friend. Yeah. I'm like, I need friends. I'm sad. Be my friends. Oh. <laughs> no, kind of. I'm lonely. I'm stuck in my apartment all the time now, so I am lonely. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I try to help with that as much as I can. You
0: do, and it helps that you you do help. But poor Josh and Jack have been feeling it a lot lately. I'm sure. Like, Jack was like, because Josh is working a second job now, Mm -hmm. and so he's gone on the weekends, and Jack was hanging out with me this weekend, and he goes, Mom, are you sure that I'm the lonely one? And I'm like, yes. And he's like, are you sure? (laughs) And I was like, yes. Now sit down and play your video games and hang out with me. (laughs) But, yes, no, like, I get it. I get, I, she does, they do a very good job of creating these really 3D characters that do not fall flat, even the background characters. Right. Because, like, as Ethan's mom, Karen, could have been just, like, a villain. Right. And left at that. But she gets, like, somewhat of a redemption arc in this book. She does. And she's, like, flushed out. And I hope to see more of her in the future doing better, mm. especially with uh, Ron. Roy. Roy, sorry. Yeah. Because Roy also, he's the regular that uh, goes to Darby's Coffee Shop just for...
1: The proceeds. The
0: proceeds and going it's to breast cancer. because his wife
1: died from breast cancer.
0: Yeah. But he likes Karen. Yeah. He thinks she's pretty and nice. I don't know where he got that one from, the nice part. The pretty part, yes. That bitch is very beautiful. She, she made is. She made a Viking named Ethan, and he's also beautiful. Mm-hmm. So, you know, beautiful plus ugly doesn't necessarily make beautiful, but beautiful plus beautiful definitely makes beautiful.
1: <laughs> genetics.
0: Yep, that's basic genetics right there. <laughs> I mean, you could swap beautiful out for anything healthy. Yeah. Blonde, blue-eyed, green-eyed. I mean, it's a lot more complicated than that. Yeah. But
1: <laughs> She did really like his eyes. She talked about them a lot.
0: Yeah, the stunning blue. Mm-hmm. I- I'm not going to embarrass Jack like that. But <laughs> one, of, one of the girls at school called Jack's eyes stunning. And they were, they are, they are beautiful. And he has that, um, he got that gene where he has the double eyelashes, so not only does he have the long eyelashes boys have, but he has, like, two sets of them.
1: Oh, wow. So
0: they're, like, nice and thick. Yes.
1: I don't think I've ever looked at his eyes that closely.
0: I know. And, again, that's because he's a 13-year-old boy and you're not a perv. <laughs> <laughs> I'm his mother, and I'm constantly looking at his eyes. I'm making because he has really big bag, baggy eyes, mm. and so like, I'm always checking to make sure he's drinking enough water and whatnot. So, mm-hmm. I study his body like, because he won't right. tell you anything you know. Because he's a teenager. Because he's a teenager, so I have to, like, look for things, like, how deep are those bags? Is it from dehydration? Lack of sleep? Are your eyes still bright? Right, like, are we, do we have some, like, bloodshot going on because we stayed up too late last night? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But, yeah, I kind of imagine that was something, like, what Ethan's eyes are, like, those... Big blue eyes Mm -hmm. with really long lashes around them, like, just fanning them. And all the girls were like, ah, Ethan.
1: Yeah.
0: (laughs) That's probably why I was more attracted to Roman in the first book than Ethan. Mm. That might have something to do with it, because I'm not a big blonde guy, girl. Was Ethan blonde? Yeah. He's... He was a, like, blonde, blue-eyed Viking. Okay.
1: Yeah. See, half the time I forget the character descriptions. (laughs) (laughs) Like, you see it whenever you first read it, and then it's like, oh, okay, cool. And then... After that, nope. Yep. But Darby having bright pink hair, that's that's a big thing about her. Yes. And they talk about it several times throughout the book.
0: Right, so it's easy to keep that... That pink, pink hair, hair in your
1: mind, but they don't necessarily say that Ethan was blonde throughout the book.
0: Yeah. No. He, they, she stuck with the blue eyes. Yes. Yeah. And the Viking thing. Yes. Which, for me, it was easy to remember blonde hair because of the Viking thing. Gotcha. Whereas, you know, like... I don't know. A Viking in my head is like that traditional swedish Norwegian person. Really tall... Really muscular, but not, like, thick muscle, like swimmer muscle. Mm. And then blonde hair, blue eyes, palish skin, because they don't get a lot of sun up there. Not because they're not active and outdoorsy. Just yeah. because of all
1: the mm-hmm. snow.
0: Yeah. Which, actually, you would
1: think they would be darker because of the snow, because the sun reflects. Because I know you have to worry about getting sunburned in the winter because the snow reflects the sun.
0: Yeah, no, you're. That makes sense to me too. Like it, you would think people would be darker up there, but I think it's also because like six months out of the year they don't get any sunlight at all. It's just darkness. Depending
1: on I forget which part of the world that is. I know it's that way in Alaska.
0: Yes, um, actually, there's a island in uh, Norway where you don't have to have a visa to live there. That's one of the It's, it's on earth. It is one of the most isolated places on earth, and it's the closest to the North Pole. Huh. Um, I can't pronounce it, and I'm not going to butcher it. Um, <laughs> but yeah, they have one. They also have like where, for like. Three to six months of the year is just complete darkness, and then the other half of the year is just like all complete light, because they're that close to, to the, the equator, the, the the poles. The poles, okay. Yeah, the equator it stays roughly the same all year round. Okay. And that's the center part. This part is like up towards right. like where the like everybody gets to carry guns because polar bears crash the town that often. <laughs> But yeah, Josh and I were talking about moving there, and then we found out how hard it was to move there, and we're like, oh, fuck. It's not really hard to move there. It's Mm.
1: just surviving there. Surviving there sucks.
0: (laughs) Well, that, and they don't really want, like, anybody outside of Norway becoming, like, actually moving there and being citizens, Mm. but they want the tourist money. Gotcha. Yeah.
1: That makes sense
0: because it used to be a mining town, but not so much anymore. Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I read a lot about different countries because well, I would like to move to a different country sometime.
1: Yeah. It'd be nice, but I also think it would be a lot of work.
0: Uh, yeah. Oh no, 100%. It's going to be a lot of work and it's going to be a lot of money. But maybe. Maybe one day.
1: Maybe you'll retire there.
0: <laughs> Maybe not retire there. Well, wherever I, wherever we end up moving outside of the country, we're going to live there for the rest of our lives. Right. So, hopefully that'll happen before retirement, is what I'm saying. Uh, but at the very least, retirement, yeah. 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 And probably Europe, because we don't want to go to a country where, like, you know like, New Zealand, where the indigenous population is trying to, like, get back their lands and trying to kick the white people out, like, Mm. we don't want to add to their problems. Right. And we're white, so, like, we don't want to go and be colonizers, which was another (laughs) great thing about this book. I loved how she called out colonizers. She did. And, like, white people being colonizers. And I really hope... That sheriff, the deputy McGraby or MacRaby, Mm-hmm. I hope he's a love interest. I think he's gonna be sassy as fuck, and I, I, like, I can't wait to see what he does. I want Kiki to get somebody. Kiki's definitely gonna get somebody. She's the new sheriff of the town. Well, technically not yet,
1: but yeah. She's, like, an interim sheriff right now because um, yes. Ethan put her in charge. And then she has to run, and she's probably going to be unopposed, so.
0: Right. Yeah. I am now looking at the book series to see where she is (laughs) in that. Uh,
1: Speaking of book series, the next one we're going to read is Pinky Promise. Oh, yeah. It's the first in the Gummy Bear Orgy series.
0: Yep. I read a sample
1: of it a while back, and I'm so excited to read this book.
0: (laughs) Yeah, it's by rebecca renrick uh you can find it on amazon and the synopsis reads henry bardo is a real estate mogul with a very healthy bank account and a perfectly ordered life he's not interested in relationships in his mind they're a waste of time and energy and is anything fun he simply doesn't have time for such unnecessary things like smiling or laughing he has to work to do Then she literally crashes into him, kissing him without even how-do-you-do disrupting his precisely scheduled life. Lala, the pink bulldozer... Michaela Lala Hart is a free spirit with a struggling business and a great love for the color pink. Pink hair, pink clothes, pink schoolie. It's a cheerful color that makes her happy. That's what her life is about, happiness and fun. Leaving behind her judgmental stares of her small Kentucky hometown, Lala is determined to find her place in the world and have fun while she's at it. Then she meets Henry Bardot, the anti-pink grumpopotamus, who may very well be the key to expanding her little bobo. Boba business into something more. But can she stop herself from falling for his grumpy charm and mind blowing conversational skills? This book is intended for adults 18 plus and includes sexually explicit content. For a full list of content warnings, please re- visit Rebecca's website. Yeah. So, you know, lots of naughty stuff there.
1: Yep. If I remember correctly, she's walking down the street and she sees him and just decides to kiss him.
0: Just out of the blue.
1: Yep. If I remember correctly. Either that or they end up, um, bumping into each other because neither Mm -hmm. one of them are paying attention and then she's like, I'm just gonna kiss you now. (laughs)
0: Like, just absolutely insane. Yep. Cool. Yep. Oh, I was right about Gabe and Gemma. They're the next book. Gabe and Gemma. Yep. They're three in Townsend Harbor. And then, what is number four? Um, oh, okay. Lyra McKendrick. Um, I'll skip you one second. And Cy- Cypress Forrester, Kiki's brother. Yeah. Is number four. And then number five in the uh, Townsend Harbor book is... Yay! Um is Margaret Michaels, which is someone we haven't met yet. Uh-huh. And Trent McGravy Nice. Yes. So he does come to be a love interest. Which is nice. It is. Because he was a fun character. And we only got to meet him for one scene when he was working with Trent. Or with Trent. That's. Ethan.
1: With Ethan. They were pulling weeds or something like that, doing gardening work.
0: He's like, bitch, do you see what color I am?
1: (laughs) (laughs) And then he was drinking an iced coffee from the coffee shop and he was like, she flirted with me.
0: Yeah. He was really excited that, uh... Darby was giving him any attention. Uh-huh. And Ethan's like, she literally flirts with everybody. It's as her car- job. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I hope they come back to town for a little bit.
1: I hope so, too.
0: Because they were heading to Maui, Maui for a little bit. Yeah.
1: And the epilogue is them and Maui.
0: Yes. So... Very cute, very very cute, and that one comes out. The fifth one actually is doesn't come out until October first of twenty
1: twenty four. Wow. Yeah. That's
0: a wait. That is a wait. So if you're waiting to read the whole, like, for the whole series to come out, you're gonna be waiting a minute. Probably like another eleven months. <laughs> ten months. Ten months. Yeah, no, but, I think it's, it's almost ten months. Yeah. It's-
1: 11,
0: ten and a half something we're only like that halfway
1: through December hi Skippy
0: and Skippy has come to join and put his two cents into things yes mm. and if you guys don't remember Skippy is my chocolate lab pity mix who thinks he's a big man on the hat on campus yeah. But this book series is amazing, and we, we might need to read more Yeah,
1: it,
0: because it was a lot of fun. It was,
1: and I would really like to read Gemma and Gabe, but I think we I need agree. to read something else first. <laughs> <laughs> what? Not okay. that I didn't enjoy this, it's just I feel like our, not our viewers, our listeners deserve to <laughs> hear about...
0: A variety of books? Yes. And we have been doing a lot of rom-coms lately. We have. And the next one's going to be a rom-com, too. Yep. We might have to throw in Den of Vipers or something soon.
1: I really want to read, um, I think it's Butcher and Blackbird. It's about two serial killers. Ooh. It's really big on book talk, and it's supposed to be really spicy. But they're two serial killers that kill other serial killers. So kind of like a Dexter vibe.
0: Gotcha. And it's part of a trilogy.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Interesting. Hi, Scoopers.
1: Hi. Or we could read um, Haunting Adeline. Haunting or hunting? I always forget.
0: Mm, maybe for February we'll read Butcher and Blackbird. Okay. Because that's my birthday month. And I do like this book cover. Yes. <laughs> Like, it's pink and black and very serial killery. It's very cute.
1: Yes. Mm. Um, Maddie and I were talking about Under the Cover, the uh, woman-owned bookstore that just popped up. Oh, yeah. Yeah. She was like, there's this new bookstore that I want to really want to check out. And I was like, oh, Jamie and I have been talking about that. So she said we should all three go. We should. I think that would be fun.
0: It would be a lot of fun.
1: One of the things that I'm excited about is that they have um, books arranged by Tropes, which I think is really cool.
0: Yes. That also helps when buying books. It does. Under the Cover Bookstore. Yep. I was just going to give the audience an address. So it's in Kansas City. It's at 605 East 31st Street here in Kansas City. Um... We like to support local local businesses as much as we can. Yeah. So, yes, we should definitely like pop in. We're also broke bitches, which is why we use Amazon. Yep. Because when you're poor, you can only have so many morals. <laughs> so true though. It is. Like if we were if we were making even like a comfortable living, I like In Kansas City, our comfortable living would be like $100,000. Yeah. I would definitely be buying a lot more locally and doing a lot more in that case, but... Yeah. Yeah.
1: I hate Walmart, but it's the cheapest place.
0: Yeah, we hate Walmart, too. We try to avoid it at all costs. But we do have to go in because it's the only place we can get Skippy's food Mm. at a decent price in the quantity that lasts the whole month. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, I use
1: Chewy I don't know if you guys have looking into that
0: We haven't looked into Chewy That seems like work for me <laughs> But Walmart is also work Walmart is a dangerous scary place It is And the amount of corporate welfare That that company gets It shouldn't be amazon's the same way all the corporate welfare they get where we end up paying more taxes than fucking jeff bezos it's yep. bullshit yep and yet half his fucking employees are on welfare of some sort yep so not only are taxes that we're paying are paying for his employees when he's not paying taxes anyway yeah. look into corporate welfare <laughs> you should just google that word and see what happens It'll take you down a wild, wild ride of misery and sadness. Yeah. And speaking of corporate welfare and getting rid of that, um, and women of color... There are two ladies from New York running, um, or they were running. I don't know if they're still running. For president? Yeah. I mean, of course, Biden's probably going to get the Democratic like mm-hmm. nomination, which is really sucks, but. Especially since, you know, like, we don't, we haven't ever had a female president, which mm-hmm. is bullshit. <sighs> Absolute, complete, and utter bullshit. It's always stinky. Anyway, my politics aside, we should probably end this bench. We're getting close <laughs> to an
1: hour. Alright, um follow us on socials we're at kinkyistics the same Dude, way it's spelled
0: here robert f kennedy um, jr's found twitter
1: tiktok instagram facebook i didn't
0: know that he's running under um, a third party and too and
1: i am at zebra cakey's Zebras, Zebras and the animals. i am excited K-A-K-I-E-S. about a job kennedy
0: <laughs> um, twitter, that seems TikTok, like instagram, it could go like one of two ways oh, yeah. um though that's kind yeah, of scary too because it. it could be like all right, another well, trump see y'all next time all right. bye bye, bye.